welcome. Hello, friends. Welcome. Welcome to the newest episode of Slide Between the Pages, Season 3, Episode 8, with your hosts, Amanda and Beck. Jesus Christ. I can't (laughs) even deal with you. I can't even deal with you. Hi, friends. Hi, welcome. Um, We are actually not in the recording studio this week. No, we're not. We are recording from our beds at our houses. Like we're at our own individual houses. I'm not in your bed. (laughs) We're both in bed. Our our own respective beds. It's just been that kind of a day. It's been that kind of a week. It's been that kind of a week. Mm. Yeah, a lot, a lot has actually gone down this week, and um, what I kind of, what I want to talk about actually, that has been a big thing for me this week is that I watched my first episode of Maths. Oh yes, I've finally got to watch Maths, guys. It's been a long time coming. I've had to describe almost every single episode for her. Mm. You know, which obviously she wanted me to do. Um, I feel like I've come in at the right time of the season though, right? Like I've, I, I haven't had to go through all the torment and the torture and the pain for the last eight weeks and I'm coming in in the final week. It's the final week, yeah? And the final week. I'm getting all the good bits. Like I feel like I'm actually caught up. <laughs> on Look, eight Married weeks. at First Sight Australia is, you know, it's, it's a reality show. I don't think they do know because I don't think they realise how intense it is. Okay. But you know generally what reality shows are like. They usually edit them, you know, to make situations look worse to some extent. The thing is that this season of Married First Sight, I and I don't know if it's because these contestants have gone into it following like long periods of lockdown and maybe they were a little bit like, you know, out of it after the isolation of lockdown. I'm not sure. But something, my God. Yeah, it's next level and it's like full on, like, like full the, on. Like the, it's just, I don't even know. Maybe I'm sheltered. No, look, I think the thing is, even with editing, these people are still saying these things, regardless of what context they've said them in. They're still being said, and they're pretty screwed up. Like, look, if you're listening in from overseas, what I would suggest is find a way to stream Married at First Sight Australia. You won't regret it. Even if you just watch, like, the dinner party scenes and the oh commitment ceremony scenes. Yes, the dinner party scenes are intense. Like, I never want to go out for dinner with any of these people. Like, I'm just like, I mean, one chick smashed a glass. And look, there's a whole story there. But essentially, she ruined the cheese platter as well. Like, yeah, I think that was probably what she was most upset about. The fact that she also like had wine left in her glass as well, so that was a bit disappointing. Not only did she not get to drink the wine, she also didn't get to eat the cheese. And- well, all I can say is, as well, like the producers of the show have a lot to answer for because there were some really toxic situations that were actually aired 
regardless of how they were edited, like it was toxic. And it's like the fact that they're just happy to air that just for extra ratings. Like it's pretty disgusting. I am actually really looking forward to the fallout post this show, to be honest, because yeah, I definitely think there will be from even from just what I've seen and what I've read. Yes. There's definitely going to be some serious issues off the back of that. Uh, Absolutely. Like, I just don't even know if this is what dating is like. I, I, I'm, uh, yeah, look, uh, no, no. Even if something were to happen to Chris and I, I think I'm just going to stay single for the rest of my life because that yeah, is that I don't think I would be able to deal with the dating scene. Oh my no. God. No way. Mm-mm. No way. I could not navigate that. Could not. So, look, I did watch, I think I watched three, maybe four episodes, I think. Mm hmm. Four. I watched four. And and then the finale is on Sunday, which I'm very much looking forward to, even though I really have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what happens yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if this is a thing, right? Like drama in general really makes me anxious. Oh, um, absolutely. And the thing is, it's like I, I can't look away. I know. I don't. I feel so anxious the whole time I'm watching it, but I can't look away. No, I know. I can't look away either. And, and I'm like, and then I just sit there like, oh, my God, why? Why are they doing this? And then I feel like I'm in the situation. I don't even know these people. I know. I know these people. I know. I couldn't care less if they're still together. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, and then that one dude that has the fight and then all of a sudden he's like I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know what he's saying. I don't even understand half the words that are coming out of his mouth. So apparently I was reading an article about it and I assume the reason why we couldn't quite understand what he was saying is because they bleeped some of it out because apparently the the quotes in the article from it were he he was saying, you like that pussy bra? You like that pussy? (laughs) And you definitely couldn't him saying that but obviously they were bleeping it out and that's why it was so hard to understand (laughs) yeah okay because I'm thinking because then when the other guy says to him like I can't believe you would you would be so disrespectful and you would say that about my girl and I'm like I don't even know what he's saying What is he saying? Is that like even like you know he was using obviously a lot of slang as well that you could hear, and I couldn't I didn't know what any of that terminology meant. No, um, no. And I'm like, <laughs> he's insulting your girlfriend. Um, yeah, I know. But like after I read the quotes, I was like, what? He did say that? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Now I'm about to go back and rewatch that and just insert <laughs> pussy into the parts <laughs> that I don't understand. Exactly, exactly. I was like, oh, wow. But okay. Also, what a weird thing to say. What a weird thing to say. But anyway, I, you, you want know. that I pussy. That so Obviously hilarious. he does because he cheated on his wife. Well, he's, you know, fake married wife, Pseudo wife. Yeah. Uh, for another chick. So clearly he wants the pussy because he, you know, he went he for it. He clearly did. He slid he clearly into did. her DMs, which is 
you know, that, what a controversy on a show. I know. I know. Um, but look, the other thing is, in all fairness, yes. the producers fucked it up and they really didn't match them well, did they? They deliberately don't match them well, let's be clear. So we spoke to Guru Rivers this week and she is lovely. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So listen in and then catch us at the end. Good morning, friends. We are super excited this week to be talking with Greer Rivers about the Conviction Series. Welcome, Greer. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) We're so excited. Firstly, I just, as I was just saying before, I love the covers because I love shoes firstly but then they're all the individual colors so I could do all the graphics with the different writing and it looked really pretty so thanks for that I love the graphics I have anytime <laughs> literally last night we were facetiming she's like um have you even seen my graphics like look what I did and then she's screen sharing she's like look how good the colors are like I just love these colors I'm like they look really pretty. I haven't posted them all yet, but they're in our Canva files. So I'm like, have you even like checked out like what it looks like? It's going to look so pretty on Instagram once we post them all. You're totally hyping yourself up. <laughs> I know. I am hyping myself up. That's fine. Um, so now going into your bio. So it says you're a former crime fighter in a suit but now you happily leave that to your characters as a romance author. So what was it that you did previously? Um, I used to be a criminal prosecutor, which means that I used to prosecute um, specifically for myself, it was domestic violence and uh, driving under the influence crimes and also sex crimes. And wow, um, that was my day job. <laughs> that is hectic. Like that is a very... Um, full-on day job to have especially with those specific crimes as well yes yes so it it definitely took it can take a toll and unfortunately it did so that's why I'm leaving it to my characters at this point (laughs) oh I could totally understand that and you know obviously your books get into a lot of those um types of uh issues as well so you've kind of got a first-hand look into some of those from the other side um and yeah I I could see how that would be very taxing on you (laughs) yeah every single book I try and highlight some kind of issue that I feel like is not talked enough about or if it's explored in romance world it's not really explored fully sometimes so I, I like to try and really um, use the things that I've learned, the coping mechanisms specifically for certain people. Um, and I kind of weave that into my books too. So you get the, you get the steam, you get the suspense, but you also get the, um, the feel good part too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's important, as you say, um, you know, to investigate it that little bit more, um, including like, I know particularly in book three, which I'm jumping ahead, but, um, <laughs> um, you know, the whole process from when Naomi decides that she is like possibly going to leave to when she actually leaves and all the bits and pieces in between, um, you know, that is quite detailed and looking at, um, you know, the way she looks at it and how she comes to that decision and the resources that are available and whatnot. That was very interesting to read as well. 
Yes. Um, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I definitely, that one specifically was very close to my heart because those are the people that, those are the survivors that I worked so closely with every single day. Um, and Naomi suffered from domestic abuse in her relationship. And so I, I loved really giving a character like that a happy ending when I couldn't really do that for so many people, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you are born and raised in Carolina? Car- Carolinian? South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Carolinian. Carolinian. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, so you do say y'all, which by the way, I really wish that like I was Southern because I want to say that all the time as well. Um, do it, man. Do it now anyway. <laughs> I say it, I know, but it doesn't sound as genuine because it comes it out does. with our accent instead of a Southern yeah, accent. It, it does sound weird when we say it. It sounds yeah. weird, but I wish I'd, I wish it didn't. Um, yeah. yeah, we do try and throw it into, you know, meetings and things and people just don't get it. Yeah, they don't. No, I do. I love love it. it, (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And I must say, so we did do a road trip um, over like we in America together and we did Mm -hmm. a road trip like down. We went through North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. (laughs) And um, it's beautiful there. And we did just go like, uh, this is completely off topic. Sorry. Sometimes we get distracted. Um, we did go to a place called South of the Border. Oh, Lord, not South of the Border. So they had a lot of advertising and we were in yeah, a really long road trip. <laughs> we were in a really long road trip. And I think we were doing like eight hours of driving that day. It was oh, the first. With first, our husbands. Yeah. And it was the first. Thing we had come across and it was we were like, like wow this must be really good it's so many signs for it and we stopped there I'm like pretty <laughs> impressed that we didn't get murdered but um <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> from the bottom of my heart I'm really sorry that it, it took you like that <laughs> I mean look it was a life experience let's just say yeah. that it was a life experience so we and we can tell this story now um we yes. didn't get murdered so that's a real bonus which one of the 50 signs convinced you to go <laughs> I think it was just a combination all of them. <laughs> it was all of them um we did go up into the sombrero oh my god <laughs> when we pulled up yeah our husbands are like we're not getting out and we're like we have I to mean, now we really, we really need to go to the bathroom and I think we were desperate for water I think we were dehydrated it was <laughs> we might have been a little bit yeah like delirious delirious at that point but anyway we did go into the sombrero and we also rode the little a random carousel a random carousel oh no <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't even think I've been to South of the Border. I, I don't, that's just not a place that we go if we can help. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably have the experience that we didn't have, like the knowledge that this is just not a place you go. We should have picked that up when it was a deserted. We're like, oh, <laughs> a tradi- like a real Mexican theme park or so. I don't know what we thought it was. But anyway, it was I mean, not- that's. It's a good guess. <laughs> I mean, we went there and it happened. So anyway, as I said, side note, completely off topic. Um, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but you do love strong, sassy heroines and steamy second chances. 
um, hoping to give your readers an escape from the craziness of life, which I think is, um, you know, something that a lot of people do. Like we've come across so many readers, authors that have especially been in the legal industry as well. And it's like reading is just that form of escape that you just need to get away from that that daily, like whatever type of law you do, it's not necessarily fun. (laughs) No, it's very heavy the whole time. Yes. Look, we work in property law and (laughs) even that's like. No, law is just, I mean, it's just so it uses a part of your brain that whenever you start reading, it's a completely different. Oh, you need that release massively. Yeah. Now we do connect with you massively on the part that you say that you want to hear from anybody at any time, except for the mornings because you hate mornings and look, girl, same. Like <laughs> It's just a no go. Like we are on the phone to each other until like midnight, but the mornings is just like, no, no, I could stay up easily until probably 2 3 a.m. But if you get me up at 7 a.m., even if I went to bed at 10 p.m., yeah, it's not happening. It's not, not going to do it. <laughs> I know it's not an enjoyable time, right? Especially no. if it's like a cold day, your bed's so cozy. Like, why do I, why do I want to get out of here? I don't, I don't. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to me at that time either. You know, like I'm doing you a favor by telling you not to try and reach out to me in the morning. <laughs> This is a public service announcement, guys. Okay. (laughs) Just don't wait till a respectable time, like 10, 10 a.m., midday, whenever. Midday sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So with the conviction series, we've got five books. Now, book five only just came out. So we're not going to talk about that too much because we don't want to give spoilers away for anything, anybody that hasn't read it. Um, but we've got Escaping Conviction is num- book number one, which is a second chance romance. Mm-hmm. Um, Fighty Conviction, which is a best friend's sister's age gap romance, which, I mean, they're, they're a couple of our favourite tropes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> These are our favourite things. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Breaking Conviction, which is a small town protective hero romance, which is the one I was talking about before with Naomi. Um, healing conviction is a forced proximity romance and then the final one that's just come out atoning conviction which is a dark captive romantic suspense again we're there for it um <laughs> i mean all of these books have our favorite tropes in them so totally set I'm so glad. <laughs> but what so i guess firstly well we we kind of touched over it but we were saying like was there a particular moment or what made you decide to become a writer as opposed to what you were doing previously as a criminal prosecutor right okay so I actually have lived like quite a few lives I I would say um and in 2015 um I wrote a book basically for therapy and it was awful. I never want anyone to ever read it ever. Never. Please never. Just pretend um, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I use it as a story and it's not an actual story that I'm selling, but, <laughs> but whenever I was writing it, it was very cathartic. And I realized that, that my childhood dream of being an author um, was something that, you know, if I worked my ass off, sorry, if I worked my butt off, <laughs> I could actually um, 
maybe hopefully achieve it. And then in 2017, I started reading romance. Um, it was a suggestion from my therapist. I was having a little bit of trouble <laughs> in, <laughs> in the bedroom. And my therapist um, suggested, you know, have you tried romance? And I hadn't because I grew up in a really conservative family. And um, once I did, I was hooked. And <laughs> it's then, like that. It was like that. Yeah. I think uh, most of the romance readers get it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, but, and, um, I went to, I became a prosecutor and while I was a prosecutor, I really just fell in love with the romance reading so much more because I just needed that place to escape as we were talking about. And, um, January 1st, 2020, I said, I am going to publish a book this year. I'm going to publish something. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, and then I started writing and um, cause I had, I probably read about 700 books the year before in 2019. Wow. And so I was like, I could figure this out, you know? <laughs> um, and then the world ended. Um, yeah. and I realized just how attainable this goal could possibly be. And so that's how my journey. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Also, how did you have time to read that many books? That is crazy. I, listen, it's like I went to work. We, I would work probably about, depending on whether it was a trial week or not, it would be 40 to 80 hours probably. And that was every other week, 40, 80, 40, 80. Um, and then all those times when I wasn't working, I was reading. You can ask my husband or anyone. I would, that's what I was doing. That was what I needed to do. I didn't watch TV. I just read. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I just gobbled them up. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. And also I wish I could do that because there's so many books I need to read. So it'd be so fantastic if I could just read like that many books in a year. I'd be like, I've really made a dent in my TBR now. <laughs> I feel yes. like you would be close. Like you're a pretty fast reader as well. Like I'm lucky to get to like, I don't know, five books. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, but like, I feel, I feel like the last couple of years, especially like we've, we've been reading romance for quite a long time, but in the last couple of years when the world ended, like, yeah, literally I just stopped watching TV completely and just consumed books as well. Like it was just such a great escape considering yes. like, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't see anyone. We couldn't do anything. And Everything that was on TV was depressing. Yes. <laughs> like, oh let's just do this. And yeah, and, and we've spoken to so many people as well that have had similar situations where during that time they realized that they wanted to do something else to escape mm -hmm. the reality that we were all living in. So yeah, I completely on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing, like, because, you know, it was very hard to be motivated during that time, yeah. you know, with such all the, everything going on around. So to be motivated enough to be like, okay, well, I'm going to just become an author now and just like really smash out like all of the books and just be like fantastic. That's really awesome. Like it's not an easy feat, let alone in those particular circumstances. So it's such a fantastic thing to hear. And I've seen on your TikToks as well, like um, meeting when you've met up with other authors, I think there was maybe a retreat in Florida, 
was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is just like awesome. Like it just, you know, to see all the different authors coming together and being like, oh, that's cool. So it must be that just so surreal. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was super fun. And I will tell you a little secret that um, will make me sound, it'll, it'll make a little bit more sense. I thrived with the option of staying home all the time. So, <laughs> so I was, I, it was really easy for me to write a book at that point in time because I didn't have to make up excuses why I couldn't go places. Yes. Um, like all that creative energy was able to be put into a book instead. And so that's, that's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I know. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit of a homebody. And so I did like the, I, sorry, I can't come out. The government says no. Yeah. <laughs> I know there weren't it I mean it was tough to be so isolated but at the Mm. same time it was a little bit freeing not having to go to do all the different things every week like having things on the whole time it was like a forced relaxation period yes yes a good reset if you could do that yeah yeah definitely so how did you come up with the idea for the conviction series? Like, was it related to your previous experience as a prosecutor or? Um, so the first book, Escaping Conviction, the scene that came to my head was a female attorney um, and a wrongfully accused, her wrongfully accused lover ex or something and he was pressing her up against the wall that was like the scene that came in my head and then everything else came from that (laughs) Um, but that's that's kind of how some of my books work though is like I get the scene the one scene um and then I go with it and that's how that happened I also um my boss I've I've been very blessed to even though in a male dominated career have very kick-ass like women being my bosses. Um, and so I emulated a, like a, quite a few things from my boss and Jules, who is the first um, female main character. Yes. Uh, like shoes. That was my boss. Um, my boss was, is 5'10". Um, and so she's nearly six feet tall and I'm 5'10". And I always grew up thinking, you know, I can't wear heels because I'll be taller than all the boys. And um, that woman wore four inch, five inch, six inch heels to court. And so she would be going in there with these flashy, like um, leopard print shoes, heels. And someone asked one time, why do you wear those in in the middle of the murder trial? You know, and she would say to give them something to talk about because jurors aren't allowed to talk about the case until it's finished. Um, so yeah, she would give them something to talk about. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to have a female main character who walked and talked that way. And that's, she will never know, but that's what I I actually love that because I the family law firm that I used to work for my boss was like she was such a badass and she would do the exact same she's rocking up to like a family law court matter in freaking like fishnet stockings and heels and like the most 
elegant suit or whatever looked absolutely amazing every single time she went and I love that like and so when I read this as well I was like I was totally getting her vibe (laughs) I'm so glad yeah yeah so as you say the first book is um Jules and Jason Mm -hmm. and um yeah we've got the him fighting a conviction um, and, you know, there's a lot of things going on with his sister's disappearance. Um, and then you've got her who is a hotshot criminal lawyer and um, it is a second chance romance because, you know, he broke her heart mm-hmm. originally and, you know, they come back into each other's lives and she's like, yeah, no way. And he's like, yes, this is my time. Um, <laughs> I also think it's very convenient that she is assisting him with his with his problems so mm-hmm. um, yeah exactly yeah. And, exactly and just like my favorite quote um was baby if you purr when I pet you I ain't gonna stop like <laughs> um yeah it hit the spot (laughs) it hit the spot for her so that's what we thought we'd do we've we've got a few of our favorite quotes in each of like we picked a favorite quote from each of the books so we could say that oh I love that (laughs) (laughs) so um then in book two we come to um Jason's younger sister Ellie and um essentially Ellie was kidnapped um by like a sex trafficking ring her best friend didn't make it out um and so Ellie was obviously saved by Blackstone Securities um and she's got a bit of PTSD she's got a bit of survivor's guilt about the fact that you know she made it out her friend didn't and this is where she starts um working with devil (laughs) (laughs) um where he's training her in self-defense so you know um best friend sister like we said we (laughs) we're totally there for that um I love an age gap too I'm sorry I freaking love an age gap and I didn't realize until I started reading romance that like I had a thing for it I mean, you don't have to apologize for it. I think there's a no, lot of people that apologize. are there for it. No apologies. Let's just let's no, just go I, for no, it. No, I'm not apologizing. It's just like I just didn't even realize that it was my thing. And then <laughs> only until recently, I'm like, I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> so yeah. If it's like a hockey romance with an age gap, I'm done. Mm. She's there for the sports <laughs> romances too. Yeah. Love a good sports romance. Now, look, there's a couple of quotes for this one um, <laughs> that, that we liked. Um, so one was, because, Angel, with mirrors on each side, you'll have no choice but to watch yourself come the first time I taste your sweet pussy. Um, that was that was one. Uh, <laughs> and then obviously leading on from that was, don't get between a man and his meal, Ellie. I've been starving for your pussy. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> Ellie. You know, there's there's something to say about the art of dirty talk. And it is an art. Like, it really is an art form. If Either you've got it or you don't. So, you know. <laughs> and I think it's pretty clear that he has it. He has it there. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I do feel like it, it really ramps up 
certain steamy scenes. Like I feel like with the with the reverse harem world these days, it's almost like if you have only one peen, then it's only like <laughs> automatically only four chili peppers or less, you know. Um, <laughs> but I feel like dirty talk really can amp it up. <laughs> Absolutely. It takes it to a different level. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the dirty talk. I love the most as well, reading them to my husband. Like I'll just, I'll, and I don't even tell him what I'm doing. I'll just read it out loud and he'll be like, what's <laughs> okay. like, Well, to be honest, her goal is to do it in, like the most inopportune times so that he's not expecting it at all so like he could just be making a sandwich and then she'll just break out in like a really dirty scene and he'll just be like what the hell be like don't get it between a man and his meal (laughs) yeah exactly legit she she really does wait for that moment where she can get the biggest shock value out of him when he's just like like she'll be mid-conversation as well like yeah so anyway we need to go and do that and then just bam just insert it in there (laughs) like that's a little thing if he's talking like our finances or our budget or like you know I've looked at the credit card statement I'm just like uh yeah baby if you purr when I pet you (laughs) (laughs) just to try to throw him off track just to get him off my case and um yeah but also I'll just do it like he'll be like that's a bit much for a Wednesday morning (laughs) (laughs) we don't Um, do mornings here no exactly exactly I'm still in my I'm still in my um you know dream state right now like (laughs) (laughs) um okay and then moving on to book three we have Wes I I mean his nickname is Snake I (laughs) I do I do love that he hates it and he's just like please stop calling me that guys okay I'm not here for it um and then we've got Naomi so um she is in an abusive relationship and she has a daughter she gets like the start of the book is her like pretty roughed up and she's going to a women's shelter, which I really loved how many things were in place with that as well. Like to make it somewhere where people could go to get help, like the things that they'd put in place, like covering it with a thrift shop, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having the attorney available there, like lots of things that, you know, you did, you wouldn't really think of if you weren't in that situation, but like, she's obviously, you know, like describing that you're like, wow, you know, yeah, there'd be a lot of people that are really scared. They don't want their partner to find out they've gone to some place like this, if they're not quite ready to leave, you know, having their facilities available for when they do leave. So they've got somewhere to go, that sort of stuff, like that sort of detail, you just wouldn't really think about until you read about it. So it was very interesting. Um, That's all stuff that I have worked with personally with certain organizations that try and make sure they do that. Um, That's really cool. I, I really appreciate it. Um, there was a point, I think, I don't, I can't remember right off the top of my head if I included it. I think I did where she is on a website and she like clicks the escape button or something. And yes. Changes to a different, that's real. If you go to the domestic violence hotline and 
um, the United States. If you go to it and if you have someone come up behind you, because there's a lot of monitoring in those types of situations. Yes. Press that button and then it's on the weather. And then Yes. Yeah. Because there was a note on the website to her that said, you know, press this button to change screens if you need to get it out of the way, which yeah, like you just wouldn't think about these types of things if you haven't been involved in that situation or really, you know, have a firsthand knowledge of it. But reading about it, you're like, oh, yeah, that would be, you know, something that needs to be considered. Um, yes. And that's, those are the types of things that I really tried very hard to make sure that I made them, they made the cut whenever I wrote them. Cause I felt like, there are people who read romance who might be in those types of situations and they might not see it for themselves or maybe it will help them figure out how to get out of it. Um, I had one reader who actually reached out to me and said that she started like a foundation with her church and now she has kind of like a halfway house kind of deal with her guest house and she takes women and children in now um, in that house. That's awesome. I, was, I, I always tell her, I say, girl, you are my success story. <laughs> That's what you are. But honestly, like, it's amazing to have that come from your books. Like that is fantastic to have people like really read and just, you know, take it into consideration and think, what can I do yeah. to help? I definitely, I definitely feel like that is why I did it. Uh, that's why I started writing is so I could give people, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't giving people happy endings, I guess, if you can say it in a very um, rudimentary way. I wasn't giving people happy endings in the job that I was in. And that was very stressful, um, very mentally taxing, but I can give like fake people happy endings <laughs> and hopefully people in real life can kind of at least take those emotions if they can. And, um, but yeah, that breaking conviction has its own little place in my heart for that reason. Oh no, I think that that book definitely resonated with me. And I did think, you know, yeah, with people that were in that situation, if they were reading it, it might even like, they might even be aware of, yeah, resources that they didn't even know were available or be inclined to look into whether they're available type thing, which is really yeah, it's fantastic. So just going to Wes's dirty talking moment. Um, <laughs> get back to the real stuff. <laughs> if one of the crew comes up, we'll change venue, but I plan to make a dessert out of you in this kitchen. Once I start tasting, you'll beg to make me come, no matter who's watching. Mm, that's, uh, that is some spiciness there, isn't it? Like that's- <laughs> that's some that's some morning morning breakfast talk right that's what exactly exactly if you're gonna have morning talk then that should be it um you know what I just had a thought I'm gonna use these on Chris her husband this evening yeah I'll record it for you too yeah well we've got it we've got it all here in our notes so it'll be easy access for you to grab hold of those ones yeah 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 (laughs) I'm super excited about this. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he, he will be like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's literally how he reacts as well. That's literally how he reacts. He'll be like, oh, wow, wow, okay. <laughs> also, he is just the biggest advocate for romance reading, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, my husband both, is too. <laughs> like both of our husbands are. That's why we got into this because they pushed us into this. Like they were like, do it. Um, and then so, we get to meet all the amazing authors, which I mean, yeah. it's a real bonus for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. I definitely get it. <laughs> I feel like every single time we read something to them, like there's still that genuine surprise and shock value. And you're like, why? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I think sometimes they forget um, <laughs> how spicy they can be. Exactly. I will be. I will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My husband actually is my business partner now. Um, oh, I love that. I I do too. I really needed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was able to quit his job in November. And um, so he's been helping me, but he actually reads everything I write before anyone else reads it. Yes. Um, call him my mighty alpha reader because alpha readers are the ones that read it first. And so he's yeah. my very, very first reader. <laughs> oh my God. Couple goals. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Book four. <laughs> I do love this couple. Um, but I love Nora because she's so nosy. Like from we, we know her from the other books. She's so nosy. Like even in Wes and Naomi's book, she's kind of like, like Naomi still hasn't even made the decision to leave her partner yet. And she's already like, hey guys, you've got something going on here. Like she's already playing matchmaker between her and Wes. So she's just like so into it. But I think a lot of that comes from the fact that she's like been deeply traumatized by the moment she was kidnapped. And obviously during that whole rescue process, Draco was shot and he went into an extensively long coma for a year. And she like feels guilty for that because again, it's a bit of the survivor's guilt and they're not sure whether he's going to make it. And she feels like it's her fault because he was there to rescue her and whatnot. So prior to getting to this book, we do get the moments with her because she has been visiting him every day um, and she's just trying to form a connection with him, like trying to get some sort of response out of him. So there is a particular moment in book three where um, Wes is outside the door and she is in the room with Draco and she's having a conversation with him like he's responding, um, which obviously he isn't. Um, And she's talking to him about the Kardashians and who wore it best. And I just cracked up because she like, Naomi goes in, she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm obviously um, trying to keep him up to date. So when he wakes up, he knows what's going on. She's like, you're reading him Cosmo. And he's like, yeah, well, um, what about this one? Like, you know, it's got this story about how to give a really good blowjob and, you know, it's got all these things. She's been reading it to him, like going on about the Kardashians. Like, yeah, look, I know you think Chloe is my favorite, but you know, um, like, literally just talking like he's listening and responding the whole time I just loved that oh I'm so glad I yeah Nora has a special place in my heart because I feel like she was this she is the side character you know we always read the side character and the side character never gets a story and so I was like by golly I'm gonna do it I'm gonna yes oh my god that was so southern I loved that um (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down, Amanda. 
I'm there for it. Like, seriously, though, again, another side note. One day we do want to come to like a full on southern barbecue, Um, you know, like yeah. maybe around the 4th of July or something. I don't know. We've just it's been well, a goal of ours for some time. I have been to one, but I was by myself. It was a bit weird. So, yeah, like, but in terms of like, we would like to be there. You went to the 4th of July, you were in Savannah, but you were kind of hoping that it's like a random family would just spot you. I would be like, oh, Aussie girl, come to my house for my 4th of July party. With your two children. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, it is a goal of ours, just putting it out there. Um, If anybody's listening, just (laughs) keep You're always welcome here. We'll set you up. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So anyway, um, Nora is talking to Draco. Uh, I also love that she's like so blunt with him as well because she like says something to him and then she's like, fine, keep your opinions to yourself. And <laughs> like he's just deliberately being rude. Meanwhile, he's in a coma. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the doctors have kind of said in book three, look, I think, you know, we don't think he's going to come out of this. And she's like, no, I've been seeing fluttering of his eyes, all this type of stuff. I think, you know, she doesn't want to give up hope. And so obviously the start of book four is him coming out of his coma after reliving the horrible moments prior to the coma, like over and over again, like couldn't think of anything worse. And he wakes up, she's there obviously. And um, like the first thing he says to her is your hair is different. (laughs) (laughs) He's very straight to the point that one. (laughs) I know. He's like the whole time. That's the first thing. Not like, Hey, wow. What's been going on? Just you've got different hair. So Mm. (laughs) Hey, most men don't notice, you know. I know. Well, actually, my husband is one of the ones that does notice. Like, oh, he, he notices does. all the time. And I love it. Everybody, Everybody is so shocked about it because they're yeah. like, oh, my God, Brennan always notices when you have a hair change. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> so I, I can totally say, resonate. I say to my husband all the time, I'm like, uh, Brendan noticed that I literally got 10 inches cut off my hair and that it's bright pink. You didn't even make a comment. <laughs> Brendan noticed it straight away. Or like, I might just wash my hair. And Brendan's like, your hair looks nice today, Beck. I'm like. He does. He's got a thing for hair. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) We appreciate Um, it. Yeah, so a couple of quotes in this one. Yeah, Uh, please, please. Yeah. So here's one. Keep looking at my cock like that, Pix, and it won't be hiding for long. Then you'll get to make the call yourself. So you want to find out if you're right out here in the open or. (laughs) Yep, that's right. After he crashes her date, basically. (laughs) Like, I mean, you love a man that's possessive. (laughs) (laughs) He lost her once. He's never losing her again. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. He's been fighting for her in his mind for a year as well. So, you know, it's been a long time, long time coming. Mm-hmm. go you can do the next yep. quote too i'll see you for this one big time yeah i know that's why i was like do you want to read i know no i'll leave it to you because you have you have a viking kink so i've got a viking kink for sure who doesn't i like you you sexy grumpy viking wet dream i wish i could ride your long ship to valhalla and back again but i know my heart won't survive the dream <laughs> no <laughs> your long ship I know I love it when I when like there's little quotes like that as well like 
you know, that reference other things. And I'm like, I know all about this. I watch Vikings. Um, (laughs) Watching Vikings just randomly one I, it was during the lockdown it was during lockdown just became obsessed with i became obsessed vikings with vikings <laughs> and i'm like okay <laughs> i mean it's not a bad obsession to have let's be clear no bad. there are so many worse ones uh it was just very random and i was just like and then i'd get snapchats like oh my god this just happened on vikings i'm like okay <laughs> yes okay and then so obviously book five's just come out so we won't talk about that but if anybody was waiting for book five to come out you can go and grab it now it is available which is very exciting um and if anybody is listening that hasn't started reading yet you've got five whole books to devour so you know you're very lucky in that regard i Um, will say that book five has triggers like all of my books have trigger warnings this book 100% read it if you need it kind of trigger warning deal um and I it's the kind of trigger warning that I wanted to be I I really respect trigger warnings I get that people need them I sometimes need them um and sometimes I need them to figure out if I want to read that one or not yeah definitely (laughs) Um, but I uh it's the type of trigger warning that would not have made it on Amazon. So it's, it's actually a link and a QR code in the beginning of the book. And I have the link completely on my website. You can look at my website. I have, um, there are so many different places that you can look it up. Unfortunately, you can't look it up. You can't see it on Amazon, but Amazon says, go look at my website and all these different places that you can do it on Goodreads. It's in a comment of mine that says, go to this website. So I, I tried really hard to make it very transparent and hopefully it doesn't harm anyone. I would really, that would break my heart, but yeah, um, it does have, it does have triggers. <laughs> yep. No. And that's important. Like go and check it out. You've put it out there. If you've got triggers of your own, you know, it's important to check any warnings that the authors do put out there because, you know, as we know, authors try as hard as they can to make sure that people are prepared. So, you know, take the information that's available and then assess and see if it's the right thing for you. Yes. I mean, this, the trajectory of this, of this book or the series was very, I feel like I don't write dark romance, but it's very dark themes at times. Um, and so just the trajectory of those themes, I felt like they had to be talked about. And that's basically what happens in this book in atoning conviction between Phoenix and Callie. Yep. Fantastic. Okay. Have a favorite, like a favorite book or a favorite character out of the five so far you've written? Um, I think that Breaking Conviction was emotionally cathartic for me to write. Um, just being able to give someone like Naomi a happy ending was really just very helpful and healthy for me. Um, I think that every book I write is my favorite book, like <laughs> after I write it, you know what I yeah. mean? It's, so right now, Atoning Conviction is my favorite. Um, and Callie and Phoenix are my favorite. And I think one of the reasons why they're my favorite right now is because their story ends with a happy ending, but there's a lot of growth that they still need to work on. Um, they need 
therapy. <laughs> so I, I wish I could have given them kind of a happier ending, but my books, I try very hard to make realistic in certain aspects and emotions are definitely one of those realistic aspects. And I knew that I couldn't just make them just hunky dory at the end of it. So, um, yes. I do wish I could give them that a little bit more. So I can't wait until after I finish the whole thing. So I'm going to do a big, um, happy ending for everybody. Oh and yes. I love those. I can't wait to give that for them. <laughs> it's always nice to read like the wrap up at the end of the series to see where everybody's at and you know, what's happened. That's awesome. I have this idea of making Thea the little girl in book three, it being in her kind of POV. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love, I love her and her little quips the whole way through. I modeled her after my sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. My baby sister was so sassy when she was little, <laughs> and she's still sassy. And so I was just like, yes, here we are. Got it. <laughs> um, what are you working on at the moment? Um, right now I'm working on a couple of things. Uh, my friend Kaylee King and I, we are um, publishing a sports romance in April. <laughs> it's a football romance. And so I'm able to use all the mini games that I went to ever since I was like three years old. <laughs> I'm finally able to use that information. <laughs> um, and so we're publishing that April 20th and I'm also working. So my sixth book leading conviction is not coming out until October. Yep. Um, and, but I'm publishing something between that and I am announcing it. So I can give you guys the little, little sneaky peek yes please on tuesday okay um, it's called phantom Ooh. and uh it is a phantom of the opera retelling oh my god and i love that it's going to be dark romance and i'm super excited about it it's going to explore like mental health stuff because i have bipolar disorder and so the female main character is going to have that um and so that's going to be really interesting to kind of write and then um but yeah I'm super excited about it I'm pumped about it and so I've been plotting and writing that recently fantastic we can't wait to read it we love a good mm -hmm. dark romance and you know phantom of the opera retelling like that sounds amazing so we can't wait to read it <laughs> <I'm so glad. laughs> do you have a like a favorite writing snack or drink um, so I really like hot chocolate with Lucky Charm marshmallows in it. <laughs> Swiss Miss makes it. <laughs> yeah, I probably have I have like a cup of it like at least every other at least every other day. And so I love drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. If you were a chair, what type of chair would you be and what celebrity would you like to sit in you? Okay, so I was thinking about this with my husband and <laughs> I was like, I have no idea because I just was thinking about it. And so I was like, you know what? I would love to be one of those, those, you know, egg shape ones. Yes. yes. Like wicker egg shape and they hang up from yes. like a tree or something. And then I would love for Michelle Obama to sit in it because really into just like making sure people who, I don't know, run the whole world like badasses relax you know yes <laughs> fantastic 
That's yep. amazing. What is your guilty pleasure? Do you have one? Um, okay, so the whole Kardashian talk and <laughs> I love reality TV. I love it. I am obsessed with it. I love watching them be terrible. And <laughs> I love trying to analyze why they're doing it. Because you know they're you're self-sabotaging what are you doing and so all like the time all the time figure it out and so I'll I like to put on my makeup and watch the Kardashians at the same time <laughs> yes fantastic it is a guilty pleasure reality tv I'm like obsessed at the moment with married at first sight <laughs> oh my gosh we we need to try that my we my husband and I you know yeah you should it's good just to put on in the background it's yeah this season over here is mind-blowing um <laughs> what is the strangest place you have come up with or actually written a spicy scene okay um so I I don't know if it's not strange but I think the most vivid place I've ever come up with a spicy scene was whenever I was outside in the springtime and I was in one of those Eno things so it's like a hammock Yep. And I wrote Escaping Conviction. I think it's the last um, spicy scene. And I wrote it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's 10 pages. Wow. Because <laughs> it was my first book, you know, and I was like, that's so many pages. And then, <laughs> I, just remember, I just remember doing that. And then like the next book I, I read was like three chapters. And I said, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love so it. I think that's the most memorable thing yes. I've got in my head about spicy scenes <laughs> fantastic okay if you're on a deserted island who would you take with you and what would you bring um if I my logical answer would be the guy from survivor man <laughs> and <laughs> I would bring a huge pad of paper and a pen <laughs> And then I would let him do all the work while I write. <laughs> I mean, it's a good plan. That's a yeah. great plan. That's a great well plan. Thought out because yes. he can like, where people are like, oh, I'm going to bring wine or I'm going to bring, you know, some type of food. It's like, well, you don't because you've got to survive a man there. And he can figure all of that out because he has all of those. He's got the skills. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And he takes care of himself. And so I, I'll just sit here and I'll take do whatever you want and then I'll just take the reap the benefits <laughs> yeah yeah that's that is a great plan yeah I love it well thank you so much for chatting with us today we can't wait to read the phantom of the offer retelling and also the sports romance because you know we're a sucker for those two I mean we just love all the books to be clear um <laughs> and we hope to chat with you again soon thank you so much I really I just really am thankful for being on the show. So thank you so much, guys. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so go and check out the Conviction series. So book five has just come out, which we obviously didn't cover, but uh, we, just we didn't cover because it only been out for a couple of days yeah, by the time this episode people. is. Well, happy to talk spoilers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> But not five. Um, and yeah, head over. All the links to buy her books are in the podcast description, as well yes. as where you can follow her on 
Instagram and TikTok. I love her TikToks. Same. That's how we got onto her series. I it's how we get onto a lot of series, to be honest. Yeah, we find a lot of like TikTok draws us in. Read on TikTok, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay so what time is it? Time. Holla time. Right, who are we giving a shout out to this week? Look, I've got a couple this week. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to shout out to our girls, Hallie and Taylor, who oh. host. Well, let's, let's talk, talk about, about smart, smart podcast. Mm-hmm. Gonna give them a shout out, and um, we'll tag them in as well. And uh, keep an eye out, guys, because we have something extra cool coming a bit later. Yes, we do. That'll be fun times. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hilarious. Obviously, because we are <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it just. I, it's so great because you just never know what you're going to get when you talk, like when we get together. So no. I'm excited. Absolutely. Um, also going to give a shout out to Claire. Now we have given a shout out to our girl Claire before, but unfortunately her account was hacked. Uh-huh. So she was on Instagram to all the books I've read before. She's now fully booked 81. Yep. So if you were following her old account, make sure you unfollow and report and then follow her new account which is fully booked 81 yep um we have been friends on instagram and connected with nicole for a while so she has must love romance books and coffee uh she's got an awesome bookish account so go over and follow her and last one, just one that I tacked on. We, we got a, f- a bit of love from this account today, all the book boyfriends. And her name is Cheria, C-H-E-R-I-A. Would you say Cheria? Cheria? Yeah. I apologize if I'm butchering your name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, um, a shout out to you too. Thanks for all the love, guys. And we have enjoyed your friendship. Okay, All so right. I've gone on a bit of a Reddit spiral. Mm-hmm. What's new? <laughs> it's just, oh, my God. Anyway, um, okay, so my latest not safe for work post is mm-hmm. I found out that my girlfriend used my toothbrush to masturbate. <laughs> Okay, I want to know how he found out or she. Yep. No, it's a he. Yep. It's a he. Yep. Yep. Given that she's my sister's childhood best friend, she has been over at my place ever since we were kids. We've been dating for a month now. If she did it after we got, I mean, also, that's that's cute, isn't it? It's a bit of a trope. It's a bit of a romance trope. (laughs) It's a total trope. It's a total trope. We've been dating for over a month now. If she did it after we got together, I would be perfectly fine with it. Oh, that was fine. (laughs) Okay. Yep. However, she has been using my toothbrush to masturbate during sleepovers for two years before asking me out. I found out after she and my sister got drunk and laughed about it. Now I feel a bit weirded out. I'm not pissed or anything, just a little miffed. How should I process this piece of news? <laughs> um, I'm assuming that you're changing your toothbrush. 
Um, <laughs> look, it's a weird, it's a weird fetish. Like it's not the it same does. toothbrush, right? You've had for two years is what I, is what I got out of that. <laughs> look, to be honest, my mind automatically goes to vipers and virtuosos, where Aiden like um, leaves a bit of surprise in her. Oh um, yeah, her in her, her lotion. lotion. Mm. Um. So, like, I don't know, is it a possessive thing on her part? Like, um, unusual, to say the least. Um, also, I'm not sure how hygienic it is. Um, masturbating at her friend's place with her brother's toothbrush. With her friend's brother's toothbrush, but also has openly admitted this to her friend. Like, it's not a secret. Um, you know, her friend knows. Yeah, okay. It's is like- it? Is it an electric toothbrush or like I'm just a get- normal one? Well, I'm kind of thinking maybe it is. Uh, I would have appreciated more detail there, sir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, that's, I guess, where we would need to talk about boundaries. I don't think it's a deal breaker, though, like. You've already said that if she had have done it now that you're dating, you'd be totally cool with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I don't think I don't think he's upset that she did it. Maybe that she didn't tell him, but also odd. <laughs> like, what's she gonna say? Hey, just use your toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that toothbrush has got some good vibration on it. I know. And also it's probably a good thing that they ended up together because that would be a super awkward story to talk back about. Um, and I just love the comments though, the comments. <laughs> so I'm a, literally, I'm one of those people that will literally run straight to the comment. I'm like obsessed with what people have to say on things. Absolutely. <laughs> so many people are like saying, <laughs> Does it make me weird that this turns me on? I'd be flattered <laughs> if I were you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're all romance readers, to be honest. <laughs> like, like, I, so I really could people. see something like this happening in a romance book. I don't know if we've read that before, but I could really see it being in there. And then, but so many people are saying that it actually turns me on and um, and that apparently one person knows many, many girls, many, many girls <laughs> that use a toothbrush and hairbrush and it's it's not weird to them that they would actually um, um, you know, get off on it. So, <laughs> so, with, so like, they I'm use so other people's but- toothbrushes and hairbrushes or their own? Other people's. Other people's. That's the thing. It's a thing? Yeah, wow. I feel like it's kind of like a kink, hey. Like I, I am very sheltered. I reckon it's almost like <laughs> like a possession thing. Like secretly. Well, obviously, like that's what Aiden did, you know, it was a possession thing for him to leave yeah. his um essence, if you may, in her lotion. Um, um yeah, like it's almost like she's doing it because she's like I think has had a crush on him for this amount of time and was like well it's my secret he doesn't know so every time he brushes his teeth I'm in his mouth 
good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can see that side of it. Um, but from her perspective, I'd be taking that shit to the grave. Like, I yeah, would, I mean, I don't think I'd be just openly telling my best friend, "Hey, dude, I guess what I do with your brother's you. toothbrush when um when yeah, I stay at your house." Friend? Like, if this was at sleepovers, was the best friend there? Like, I just yeah, I would not be. I wouldn't even be telling him. It'd be my like little guilty secret. Yeah, that I knew. And I'll be like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, I mean, but at the same time now, he thinks it's fine. So, I mean, um, is it not enjoyable for her anymore now that it's okay? <laughs> I would like well, to know. I would like a follow-up story, please. <laughs> I'll put a comment in. I'll be like, uh, can we please have some more Part two. information? These are Part some two. questions that we have. <laughs> Oh, my God, I can't yeah, even. That's my Reddit spiral for the week. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank I thoroughly okay. enjoyed it. That's okay. I oh. thoroughly enjoy finding them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, But then I forget, like, these are for research purposes and I just get trapped in the comments. Oh, for sure. It's a for vicious sure. spiral. It's a vicious spiral. It is. Um, now, guys, a little public service announcement. If mm-hmm. you haven't already ordered your B-Page book box and you are keen to do so, our pre-order is open till the 31st of March, www.romancecartel.com. Um, you do get the foils. And if you head to Instagram, you will see, or even on TikTok, you will see um, the proofs that we've got of the foil covers and they are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You'll also get some bookish merch and we have received some of the merch for the boxes already and yeah. we've proofed and approved the prints for other merch and it's going to look super cool. We're very excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually very excited for people to get these boxes. And I know. I mean, I think they're also. Awesome. I just really think that it's going to pump me up because like we've put heaps of effort into it and then you kind of go through a little bit of a, a mental slump I think where you're like oh my god what if people don't like it what if people don't like it they'll fucking All that love type it. Of stuff. I already know but I know it's going to be awesome and I just I kind of can't wait for it to go out so that we can see other people enjoying them as well yeah um so yeah Anyway, thank you for joining us for another week. We really appreciate you listening in and we hope you have an awesome week and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.